0: there. that it. smiley kaufman for 61 wow i'm smiley kaufman and this is the smiley show
1: hello friends and welcome to a celebratory a jubilant edition of the smiley show we have a lot to break down coming off a thrilling finish at the rocket mortgage classic. Uh, I'm Charlie Hume and I am here with smiley Kaufman and, and smiley. Let's dig right into what was just, uh, uh an elite ball striking performance. Uh, I'm talking about, of course, the set of Strixon ZX seven irons that you mailed me and the ball striking performance I put on today at hope Valley country club. No, I'm, I'm being a little bit facetious there. We'll, we'll, we'll of course dig into that later in the show. Cause that is something that we need to touch on, but let's talk about Ricky Fowler's first win uh, since 2019. And this is something that is obviously special to you as a guy who's close to Ricky. Uh, you're of course, Cartner uh, is as part of the iconic spring breakers crew along with Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas. And just to kind of zoom out big picture first, uh, how how cool is it seeing a guy who you're close with, who's kind of gone through it and, and is climbing his way back up to the mountaintop. How cool is it to see him get the job done and get his first win since 2019?
0: My boy, Rick, man, let's go. (laughs) That's my dude. God, I'm just stoked for him. Uh, Do we, can we run the sound of who I liked going into the Rocket Mortgage Classic uh, at any point during this episode?
1: Let's let's waste no further time. Let's get to that sound right now. Here is Smiley last week making his picks for the Rocket Mortgage Classic. You are of the opinion that we'll see uh, the first Ricky win in a number of years this year. Do you want to take a shot in the dark here and, and predict the tournament, the setting? Or, or are you a little superstitious? You don't want to go that far with Ricky quite yet.
0: I tell you what, uh, he always plays Rocket Mortgage. Uh, That would surprise me one single bit if he wins next week.
1: Time for you to bask in the limelight a little bit and uh, do a little bit of a victory lap here.
0: Man, that was uh, fun to watch. It was very odd waking up, pouring a cup of coffee, and the leaders are teeing off at, what was it? It was 8 o'clock my time, so very odd. Uh, I Going into the day, I knew it was going to be tough because of the weather that they had, uh, you know, anytime you're playing in rain, it just adds in that another element of trying to win a tournament just makes it a little tougher, especially for a guy like Rick, who, you know, in the media, how he talks, he's, he's been very, you know, like it's going to come, it's going to come. I'm not too worried about winning, but it doesn't matter who you are, like what type of person or competitor you are, you want to win when you have that opportunities because you never know how often they come. But for Ricky lately, they've been, uh they've been plentiful. He's had um an incredible year. And you know, this all started probably back at the beginning of the year with the net championship, finishing sixth. Then, you know, I, I at that point he had just gone and seen Butch and decided to have a full reset on his you know his full swing. And for him, you know, had to completely lost uh confidence and just the ability just to play shots. And when you watch Ricky play golf as much as I have, that dude loves to hit any shot that he sees. Like some days it's a fade, some days it's a draw. And I was even talking to Ricky Romano about that at the U S open a couple of weeks back. I'm like, Hey, what, what shot is he leaning on right now? He's like, Oh, you know, some days it's this, some days it's that, you know, it's seriously, it's, he's, he's such a field player. Like all there'll be years where he's playing a fade off the tee. And then there's times where he's hitting, you know, a bunch of draws. He's a guy that just, plays with a lot of feel and confidence. And uh, it was odd to not see him carry that on, you know, but we've seen in golf, it's, it's so easy for guys. Once you get a little off and you start searching a little bit and whether it's injuries or this or that, it's just, it's tough to climb your way out of the hole. I was always on the side of like, Hey, if you need me, like I'll talk to you about anything. Like I'll give you my opinion, but I just want to be supportive, and that's kind of how I was during when he was struggling. He was that way for me. You know, he would send me texts. It wasn't like, "Hey, call me." I, I I'd have all the answers for you. It's it's much more of a, like, "Hey, we're I'm thinking about you. You're gonna get through this." And when I got to see him at JT's wedding, it had it's been a it had been a minute where him and I had just had a chance to talk over a beverage, and I was like, "Dude, I'm proud of you. You are going to have a massive year." He's like, "Yeah, I know," and it was like, "Oh." You know, <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, like What do you? I was like, i oh, mean, intrigued. <laughs> I, I know you know that I know, but I'm glad that you know that you know. So I was, <laughs> I was, uh, I was like, Okay. And I think that is what, uh, that type of confidence, man, he carried into the area. He, he honestly didn't play much at the beginning of the year. You know, he started his year at the American Express in, uh, in Palm Springs, which, you know, you would think a guy that's playing really well. It's like, go to Sony, like, just get this thing going. Like, let's get this thing started. Um, Didn't play San Diego, played Phoenix. He's had, I believe, eight top tens this year or seven or eight top tens. You get a fact check me on this. You know, I'm not the facts guy.
1: We're led on facts on this podcast. Is that, is that about right?
0: Love. What Can you give me some season stats? Is that he's got to win? We know that just did that.
1: I also I'll cop to not being a great on the fly fact checker. It's something we can definitely run back to the smiley show stats department. Uh, I, I do, I do want to kind of pull back to a point you're making about the human side of things, you know, where you're at JT's wedding, you're you're kind of talking about a guy who who's been on some hard times and, and then, okay. Eight, I'm, I'm being told eight, uh, top, eight, top tens. Is that yes, correct?
0: That is what the stats department that's just the stats reported.
1: Department. Okay. Yes. That's department, Justin, eight top tens. Um, but, you know, you're, listen, you're Anna Carter's dad, you're, you're sitting there watching Ricky holding his daughter, Maya uh, being interviewed after the win and just kind of an outpouring of emotion there. Um, how does that feel to see a guy who's your buddy, who's been through it, um, you know, just to, to see him just release that emotion. I mean, that, that puck goes the playoff and he just sort of leans on the top of his grip and just kind of leans back. And you can just see him just, uh, d- just that's that release of like, I did it. I'm back. I mean, what's that like to watch? Well, I think anytime
0: you have a, uh, a child and, and you're a dad and you see your wife become a mom, it, it changes your perspective of, of everything. And then you once, you know, like for him, Maya got a little older and she starts kind of starts giggling and next thing you know, she's got you wrapped around your finger. And, and, you know, I, th- I think he's, he's been very proud to be a dad. And I think when he's gotten off the golf course, you know, I think for that period of time, I could tell he was kind of fighting through, um, just wanting to play well, can you just want to prove everybody wrong and you want to prove to yourself that you can do it again and get back on the horse. It's just not quite as easy as, uh, as, as <laughs> I wish you could just snap a finger, but that's just not the case. And with Ricky, man, I I'm, I'm just really proud of him. I I think it, it took a lot of, a lot of patience and a lot of perseverance to, to be able to do what he did. Um, like him winning at the rocket mortgage was just a culmination of, of a really great season and hard work. It, this wasn't just a, a fluke. He's he's been up near contention, and and the thing that he's talked about the most is how he's been really good about knowing what he had that day and what a good score is. And I think that for somebody as talented as he is, to have that wherewithal to be like, okay, I don't need to push today. Like a two underscore is a good round for me today, and he's found a way to really use his strengths again in his game which for him like when he's had bad ball striking days he's always been able to lean on his short game and his putter and you know he's had a really nice ball striking year and when you do that when you're hitting a lot of greens and you're hitting some more fairways and you're giving yourself some more birdie opportunities now you're not having to stress over your putting quite as much which if you go back and look at his stats yes he did not um he struggled with his ball striking, but he also struggled with his putter too. He used to have that old Scotty Cameron and ditched that and got his Ricky Romano's uh, his old caddy or his caddy. Now uh, he's like, wait, I'm making one of these. And, and I remember seeing it uh, sometime in the spring. I remember he had it. And I'm like, what you got here, bro. Like i am just, you know, <laughs> like I'm so used to him having that Scotty Cameron in his hands. And I always thought he was one of the best putters I've ever seen. When, if you ever play with him, you, you watch his golf ball and, and you've never seen a ball that is looking for the hole more than Ricky Fowler's ball when he's hitting a putt. And it just always look like, looks like it's hunting.
1: So man, yeah.
0: uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just really, uh, um, I'm, I'm really, really happy for him. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, getting to spend some time, a lot, a good, a lot more time with him this year. It's really been fun to, uh, kind of been on this ride with him just watching from the side, but uh, I definitely couldn't be more proud of him.
1: Yeah. It is so weird to go from a guy who had the iconic Scotty Cameron putter with the sort of dancing Ricky stamp in the back of it to Odyssey selling a limited edition, Remake of the Versa jailbird putter that he used to, to great success at the U S open. Uh, and, and, and now this week, of course, of the rocket mortgage, uh, it just feels like it, it's two separate Rickies. It's very odd to try to wrap your head around the sort of evolution of his game in that sense um, in terms of what he did well this week and has been doing well for some time uh, leads the field and birdies uh, second, in the field and strokes gain approach to the green third in the field and strokes gain T to green. Uh, and, and then the rest of the numbers too, you know, it's 12th and putting 14th around the green, you know, really across the board did a really solid job, even off the tee, 30th strokes gain off the tee. But I mean, I think you put the rest of that stuff together and, and it's a winning performance, you know, he, he tied for uh strokes gain total uh, in, in, in terms of, you know, leading the field there and obviously winning the tournament. Um, you talked a little bit earlier about you know, talking to his caddy, Ricky Romano and, and just the different shot shapes that he's playing on whatever given day. What have you seen from his game this year and specifically recently that he can build on as he kind of works his way back up into the, to the elite tier of players. Like if you're looking at the FedEx cup right now, he is his live projections. He's moved up to eighth in the FedEx cup and has a real chance to kind of make a move win some money this year, position himself well for next year. Um, What do you see that he's doing well right now that he can kind of capitalize on the rest of the season?
0: Everything he's doing everything good. It just looks normal to me. It's, there's nothing that looks unusual about his golf game. He, he just has control of everything. He's confident, Uh, just looks like the old Ricky to me. And there's nothing, nothing more to that. I think he's got um, a tick more probably confidence, maybe more so than that he's ever had. But I think that's much more of a perspective thing. It's like, wait, I I'm older. I should be smarter. I should be able to Use my experience to my advantage. And that should give you confidence in situations like today, um, where he needed a birdie 18. And, it didn't, you know, he didn't have to push too hard. He made it real look really easy. And even on 18 um in the playoff, hits it out to the right, um, in the rough. And honestly, that seemed like that was the play with how soft those Poana Greens had gotten with how much spin they were getting from the fairways. That I don't think it was an honest mistake that he was trying to hit it over there in the right rough because that is a tough tee shot kind of a uh, sneaky blind on the left side of the fairway with that Creek that you can't see. And um he had an incredible shot up there to be able to slow down and keep it underneath the hole and be the last guy to have a chance to putt, to win the thing is uh exactly what you're doing. He, he kind of relied on his, his old experience and knowing that he knows how to win, which you that never leaves you. It really never leaves you. Your talent never leaves you. It's just um sometimes this game will, will leave you at times.
1: Is it, is there something to, uh, and I know, I know it changes on a week to week basis. Like if you look at a guy like, you know, a call more call or Scotty Schepler, who, you know, their ball striking, you know, for the most part is, is elite and okay. Yeah. Their putter sometimes leaves them, but you know, when their putter is hot and their putters on, they can win everything they enter. Um, you know, the flip side of that is is if the ball striking is off a little bit, you can find yourself lost as a player. If you don't have uh, something to kind of fall back on, whereas Ricky truly, you know, the picture you're painting is, is a complete player. Would you rather be more well-rounded as a tour pro do everything really well? Or would you rather have like one or two superpowers that you can fall back on all the time um, and, and, and just suffer the consequences if those things aren't firing when you need them to.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. And I'm sure there's, you can answer it a, a, a couple of different ways, but I was talking to Mark Blackburn the other day at the U.S. Open. We were actually talk, talking about Justin Rose, and and we were talking about his golf swing. But one of the things that stuck out about what he said to me was Justin is so good at golf and knowing mm. how to score. And he said we can work on all of these sort of things, but what he has that other players don't have is his ability to score and. I start to think about Ricky and, and what you just asked. And it's like, okay, yes, Ricky is that way. He just knows how to score. And when he gets hot and, you know, he, my, my thing with Ricky, I thought at uh, going into really the U S open, I felt like, yes, he had a ton of top tens, but he hadn't had it all come together where it was like, boom, 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 boom. But he was, it was coming. And you knew it was coming because he had played, you know, so consistent. He he was grinding out the days where he maybe didn't have it and kind of backdoor a top ten on the weekend. And you're like, all right, all right, just keep building, keep building. And then U.S. Open shows up, gets hot uh, that Thursday, and then um, and you kind of look back too at the Memorial. He was a, a one shot back on his twelfth hole, and it's and at that point you're like, wait, I didn't wake up thinking that I was going to be around the lead here at the Memorial. Uh, Jack's place, but here I am in, in position to win this golf tournament. If I can go post the number. So I just kept thinking to myself, all right, you just keep on stacking just a little pockets of experience, um, with, you know, with not much time in between and you keep that level of play up. And then you catch that break of it all came together on, on a day, which Eventually happens. The longer you play of good golf, you're going to eventually get it to where, all right, boom! I shot, I shoot eight under, nine under, ten under, where it was just eat golf is just easy, and that's kind of he's got it on easy street right now. Once, uh, once that U.S. Open started coming along and that experience of the U.S. Open, not getting it done, but like you put yourself there, you knew what your legs and your arms and your eyes, everything, what it felt like, what 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 your what your breathing feel like, and. And then when you finish today, you're like, wait, I could have won. Like I was, hmm. I was capable of winning and all it takes is a little bit of that. And he shows up at Travelers close to winning there. Um, not, I mean, I don't think anybody who's beating Keegan that week, but uh, you've had to feel pretty good about his chances headed into Detroit, just from what you've seen and uh, the, the last month or so and what he's built on this entire season. So um, not a surprise to me. And
1: Uh, he's Ricky's will and always be a guy that knows how to get a score down. Uh, taking a step back to just Ricky coming down the stretch in that playoff itself. Um, Ricky makes his last birdie on seven and then just makes a string of pars down the stretch where all he needs is one birdie to win the tournament outright. And you're wondering whether or not he's going to be able to get it done and get into a playoff comes up huge with a birdie on an amazing approach shot and a birdie on 18. And then they take it back to the 18th t in the playoff. Ricky hits his tee shot, right? Looks like Colin Morikawa and Adam Hadwin are in perfect position in the fairway. And Ricky comes up with an amazing shot uh, from the rough out on the right. Has to take a drop in standing water in the rough um, and gives himself the closest putt because Adam Hadwin hits what looks like an amazing shot and zips it all the way back further out than Ricky's ball. And Morikawa goes long in the rough. Uh, but just You touched a little bit on just the, the, the way those greens played and why it made uh, what seemed like straightforward approach shots for Hadwin and Morokawa, um, a little more difficult than you'd think because of the softness of those greens. So I'm wondering just your thoughts about the way they play that playoff all and then just in general, uh, the weekend that that, you know, really mostly Morokawa had because this is a guy who's come up close a couple times this season. It looks like after a tough t- a tough season in 2022, he was he was close to turning a corner and this hasn't been able to get it done and get a win this season.
0: Yeah. And, and, uh, definitely not something to hang your head on. He only had one bogey on the week and I think he hit the exact iron shot he was looking for on in that playoff and to do what he did today to continue to put pressure on that lead group with Adam Hadwin and Ricky Fowler, just being the guy, uh, having a chance to post. And he really had a chance on 18. It burned the edge to, to really could have won this, this thing outright. Uh, I love seeing Colin round into form and. To me, he's gonna be. God, wait! It's uh, there's so many guys at the Open Championship that I just am thinking like, oh, who all is gonna win there? Like, I, there's, and that's the beauty of our game right now is there's so many great players that can win major championships, which to me speaks to where the game of golf is right now. Let's if we had let's say Live Golf never existed and they're all playing in the same place. Man, would that be competitive? <laughs> oh my God. We didn't know how good we had it.
1: Uh, extending out even further past the Open Championship to the Ryder Cup this fall in Rome and looking at the most recent updated standings, your automatic qualifiers at this point are Scotty Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, Brooks Kepka, Xander Schauffele, Patrick Cantlay, and Max Homa. And then here is uh, the next sort of wave. Keegan Bradley's seventh. Jordan Spieth is eighth. Colin Morikawa, ninth, Cameron Young, 10th, Sam Burns, 11th, Ricky Fowler, 12th, and Justin Thomas, 13th. Uh, and then you just scroll down a little bit to guys who have been on the team before. I mean, you have Harris English at 17th, Tony Finau at 18th. Uh, I, I just wonder, I mean, this is going to be the last spot on this team is going to be just a real headache <laughs> for Zach Johnson in a good way. I mean, it's a lot of really good players. What are your thoughts on who those six captains picks could be, and should be. And, and how might you go about that right now and piecing this team together? Wow.
0: I would not want to have to make those picks
1: um, <laughs> at
0: all. You know, now even Tony now at 18, it's like, God, that that's a guy that you would think, Oh, if he was even close to being on the cusp, you have to pick him. But at 18, man, Ooh, that is tough. And so 12 guys are on the team right now. You said JT's at 13 and Ricky's at 12, Here's what I think. Um, I do think it's going to be really tough for Zach to keep uh, JT off the team. He's got to really um, it, there. There's got to be it. The the stars have to align. I would say not align for for JT to not make that team. That to me when I when I I think you have to rely on experience in Ryder Cup, and he's been the most successful American player for us over the last however many years, that's regardless of what type of year he's had, you have to have a guy that's been there and done it. So I, I think regardless, I, I don't see how he's not on the team. Um, guys that haven't been on teams in a long time or or, or quite a while, a guy like Keegan, um, Cameron Young, always been on one team. Sam Burns has only been on one team, um, but they haven't been on Ryder Cup teams. Keegan has been on a Ryder Cup team. Ricky Fowler has been on a Ryder Cup team but they haven't been on one lately. So I think that whole group with Keegan, Cam Young, Sam Burns, JT, uh, I wouldn't even put him in that group because it's going to be so hard not to pick him. You know what I mean?
1: I I feel like, I mean, JT and Jordan is such an auto match play pairing that it's unless both those guys really, really slid. Like, I I just wonder, you know, let's say you're in Zach Johnson's position now. Um, what do you need to see from JT from here until, you know, through the end of the FedEx cup, let's say for you to say, yes, I'm confident in picking him. And that can cut both ways. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, what do you need to see in a positive sense? And what do you not want to see in a negative sense? I think he needs to definitely
0: make like making the playoffs is probably number one, like has to make the playoffs. It's going to be really tough to pick a guy like he can still get picked, but it's going to be tough to pick a guy that didn't make the playoffs um that's played a full year for the most part um I would say what he what would be a good sign obviously if he would play his way into Eastlake that would be a, mm-hmm. a no-brainer shoe in okay you're in um I think the guys that are going to be competing even though um they've had incredible years I think like Keegan you would think he's a shoe in I would think he would be close but he's still got to keep it going you know like he can't have a month stretch where he kind of doesn't Play that great at golf. He needs to continue to play good golf, and I would say that Sam and Cameron Young, I think, are going to be really battling each other. I don't know if it's going to be between them two, but it, t- in my head, it's like two super talented players that have played in Presidents Cup that are kind of right on that same points list that have had years that I don't know if that I would love to have, but I don't know where what they feel about. The years they've had, they, um, I know Cameron Young hasn't won Sam Burns, won the match play. Uh, but I think both of them need to be up and around the hunt or at the open championship. And, um, and as we head into the playoffs, you know, find themselves in contention. I think that would help their cases to make that team.
1: I think it's interesting in looking at it. It's like how far up the list of non qualifiers are you willing to go to not let a, t- a guy make the team, right? Like if you're omitting Keegan Bradley at seven, that's a tough scene. Right. And and so I, I, I wonder how much of this comes down to He's in a great spot. He's in a great, spot. he's in a great spot. And I think I wonder how much of this comes down to trying to do the pairing thing, you know, of like, you know, uh like Cantley are gonna play together. Uh, like I think Sam Burns is helped by the fact that Scotty probably wants to play with him. You know, I'll be curious to see what gets done for pairings for like a Wyndham Clark or Brooks Kepka or even like like a Max Homa. I mean, I, I guess I can see like Max playing with or Morawa, two Cal Bears. Um, but I think that's where I could maybe see Cam Young getting the short end of the stick, not buying fault of his own. But it wasn't like he's, it's not like you look at this list and you're like, oh, Cam Young has to play with that guy. You know, whereas you could see a lot of other, like I could see like a Ricky Fowler, Keegan Bradley pairing of guys who've been on past teams and yeah. kind of, you know, Ricky can and play with anybody.
0: That's that's yeah. the one thing about Ricky. Ricky. He pairs well with everybody and Keegan's in, <laughs> he's got, he's an electric match play player. Like, I think we forget that this guy goes full Hulk Hogan when he gets into match play and will literally eat your eyeballs out. If if you're (laughs) on the other team, like that's how intense he is. And I love that. I, I, I think that's when people think of Keegan Bradley, they, they, uh, they, they think about those years he played with Phil Mickelson and all those, um, team events. So yes, there's, and there's plenty of other guys too. Like even when you go, if you're going to reach for a live guy, dude, I think Taylor Gooch has won like four times this year. (laughs) It's, it's going to be you know, I don't, I can't remember what he's done at the Masters or the PGA. I don't think he made the U.S. Open because they took it away, which I think is pretty damn BS in my opinion. Um, so he's a guy too that would be the only guy you'd look at, um, outside of Brooks Kapkin, um, uh, who's already on the team and Dustin Johnson. But it's going to be tough for Dustin to make that team considering, um, the guys on this list. It's, I don't envy being. I do not envy being Zach Johnson, but I imagine what they're going to lean on is stats and analytics and core setup and who fits that profile for those last spots.
1: Well, and I think also too, like the one thing that Zach has consistently said as it relates to the selection of this team. Now the question has always been framed in the context of live, you know, where, where it's like, you know, uh, are, are you willing to let these guys on the team? And and the thing he keeps coming back to is, Hey, we're really soliciting input from the guys that are the, that are the core part of this team. And we want these guys to have ownership over the decisions that are being made for this roster. So I, I could I, you know, but I think now, I mean, the landscapes changed so much since we last had that discussion, but I think now the, the, you know, that could can maybe apply in a different sort of light where it's, man, we have like 16 guys that all legitimately have it, have a, a reason as to why they should be on this team. Um, let's go to the guys who are locks and ask them their opinion as to who they want or don't want on this team. Oh Yeah, and they
0: definitely, they have a lot of input. The guys that, that are, that are in, um, But when you kind of go through that list though, um, it, you know, I don't see Zach, Colin Brooks for his opinion on this stuff. I think he's like, Hey, i have yeah. given you a spot,
1: but like, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> the reason why this list is weird to me is because Wyndham Clark at number two on the automatically qualifying list, it, it feels like he fits the profile of a guy that, you know, when you hear Jordan Speed talking about. His experience early on, and Scotty's experience, you know, on the Whistling Straits team, he feels like the type of guy that should be the. Hey, we all know this guy's really good. Pick this guy as the twelfth man on the team. <laughs> he's not. Instead, the two, man, he, yeah. he won the U.S. Open, and he's he's in there. And Brooks, you know, won the PJ and he's in there. So it's like, I I totally agree with that. It's like those exactly...
0: points. Hey, those points list are really emphasize those major championships. Yeah. Um. So that's one yeah. way you got to look at it. So if a guy, um, like Ricky Fowler, for instance, he's played. Uh extremely well on the p g a tour, and played well at the u s open but he missed the cut at the p g a and didn't even play the masters so you know if if he were to have won the u s open, you know he would be way up there because of uh i think that major championship win gives you a pretty much gets you into anything when you win a major as it should.
1: Who, uh, who flips the card upside down uh, uh, one last time and, and wins the Open Championship who's not on this automatically qualifying list and, and creates a, even a further headache for Zach Johnson?
0: Probably like guys that, that aren't being talked about that have had good years that are in that range, kind of not Tony Finau range. Because like if he were to win, like you would be a guy that obviously would get in. But um, someone like uh, Kurt Kitayama, uh, has had an incredible year, but I don't know if you think just the general golf public wouldn't think Kurt Kitayama oh walk for the Ryder Cup. You would think that he would need a pick in some way, shape, or form, just because you haven't seen him. Besides, you know he he kind of finds his way up towards the top of the leaderboard. He's a great player. Don't get me wrong. It's just you know what I'm talking about. Like that would be yeah. one that's like well. You have a guy, Wyndham, that's made his way in, who's an incredible player, but doesn't have any Ryder Cup experience. And then you have, let's say, if Kurt Kitayama was to win, like another guy too with no experience in Ryder Cup, but these are the guys that are your qualifiers. So it's, I don't know if that's the right answer you're looking for, but that's like the one just, that just I, came I just want to see
1: chaos. Like, I want to see like Sayeth the Gala, like, you know, come from out of nowhere and win the British Open and just like, Oh my Lord. Like now we got to decide, you know, now we got to use like two or three captains picks on guys we need on the team and the, the things yeah. in total disarray. I, I mean, think look, Denny, I,
0: I think Denny McCarthy has had a great year and he's an incredible, like you have to be such a, good, a good putter. He's such a good putter, which I think is when you have guys that can make pots, it only helps in Ryder cups uh, or any team event. But I mean, we're, we're way ahead on this. Like this, this yeah. will continue to change. I think we definitely can take a deeper dive after the open championship because that'll really settle in with the points list. And then from there, I think the jockeying positions will be happening during the playoffs.
1: Hey, so I, I just got to give a quick shout-out to my guy, Peter Quest. Uh T4 this week. If, by the way, fellow Clovis West Golden Eagle, Fresno, California. Uh, T4 this week. He needed he needed it to be a two-way T4 to earn special temporary membership. Oh, so was it? it was a I think it was a three-way T four.
0: Oh, that's such a bad break. <laughs> it's 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 it is one it's, of the worst beats I, I've sucks. seen of
1: all time. Yes, it and was it was a it was a three-way T four, and I think both Taylor Moore and Lucas Glover made a couple birdies down the stretch to yeah, it Taylor Moore birdies his last two holes. And uh Lucas Clover birdies his last three holes to end up in a three-way oh. T four. And <laughs> and I don't know if you saw I don't know if you saw Peter shot on 18. He almost hooped it and sent and uh, it back too far to give himself like a long birdie mm-hmm. putt up the hill that he missed. But he does get into the John Deere this week. And I think all he needs is like a T76 or better to earn special temporary membership. Well, so hold on.
0: I do Let me get out in front of this special temporary okay. membership <laughs> thing, because <laughs> I think it's just a lo- like you know, if the tournament howardy has like who they're inviting because all it is is just you're open to unlimited invites but like we're at the end of the year you know like if one of these events is already locked like most of the time they're they're going to take care of the guys that that have earned it so i think it's akshay uh gerard and 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 peter so it would be those three guys so but if there's other guys on the list and one of these two guys don't get it, I mean, it's, I think it's just a little overhyped, this special temporary membership, because all it is is just, you're more eligible for sponsors invites, even though there's like four events left.
1: So I mean, going ahead to, to that, to that field in the John Deere, a little bit of a, of a lighter field, let's call it this next week. Um, Although it, it, we do have a, a, a couple of young names. I, I think this last week was cool too. And seeing guys like, you know, Ludwig Aberg show up and play well for, for the kind of first part of the week. And he's one of uh, many who are this sort of younger wave of tour pros who are coming up. That kind of reminds me of like the Victor Hovland, uh, Matt Wolf, Colm uh, more class there, that class of three. I mean, it feels like this is, this is the first time since maybe then where we've had that wave of young guys um, you know, Gordon Sargent, although he, you know, he's, he's still in school now and, and probably next year is that class of next of 2024, you know, will be a name that's in that group, Sam Bennett this year. Um, just, you know, I'm curious to your thoughts on the, on the way, um, love plays this week and what you like about the, about his game. I hear a lot of people talking about how it's just a very effortless game. Is that the impression that you came away with?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, it looks easy. Uh, I haven't gotten a chance to watch a ton of his game, but he's, I saw him out at the Travelers and he looks the part, looks like a good athlete, has a good height to him. Uh, beautiful golf swing, nice rhythm, very, very powerful player. The modern player is, uh, is kind of what his game, you know, resembles a lot of these guys that come out now that just vomit and um, have good touch. And that seems to be him. So yeah, he would be a guy that, that wouldn't surprise me if he won at the John Deere kind of similar to, like you said, uh, you know, Jordan Spieth went in there as a, as a young pup, Uh, but you know, who's in that field is Denny McCarthy. Ooh. Yeah. I think I'm going to go and and tap that as my pick for the week. (laughs) Could
1: he go, could he go back to back? Uh, Um, Could he go, could he go? I'm I'm riding with my guy, Peter quest. Of course I must. Uh, (laughs) Although we have friend of the pod, Michael Kim in the field as well yeah t- um michael has been dispensing a lot of swing advice on twitter like, i'm going like,
0: yeah keep, keep I'm putting michael kim in like a like if you're doing lineups i like michael kim i like uh i like steven Yeager. Okay. he had a nice he had a nice week carson young's had a good year very good putter harry That's higgs has been
1: in and around the last couple of weeks yeah, Is he not? Yeah, yeah i like that i like Bo that hostler
0: let's throw him in there
1: let's just kill just keep reading names chris kirk
0: yeah, every, Eric Chris Cole. Kirk.
1: Eric Cole would not surprise Eric me Cole. if he won this week. Peter Malnati had a little Sunday surge at Rocket Mortgage. Mm-hmm. You know who else is in this field, Smiley? Your boy Gordon Sargent. Uh, another response to the Gibson this week. Uh, I, I feel we're on the verge of a Gordon Sargent breakout here, right? Yeah, are we going to get Gordon called. on the
0: show? <laughs> call the bomb squad, man. They're, they're coming to, <laughs> they're coming to Moline. I'm telling you, man, it's, it's epic to watch it, dude, smash it. Uh, it's got great touch. It's going to be a great golf golf course for him. Um, birdie fest is always better. I feel like for mm. a, a player that's that, uh, he didn't make the cut at Detroit was a little, which was a little surprising.
1: I know. I know um, that was weird.
0: Yeah. I, I had heard those, those greens in the afternoon Um, with all the rain in Detroit this past week, they were pretty beat up Mm. her. They were not good. Um, I imagine that they were probably pretty good in the mornings, but anytime you get a golf course, it's like on the, on the verge of like, can't take any more water. And then you throw a bunch of guys playing or 156 guys. I think were in the field at the rocket mortgage Thursday, Friday. That afternoon on Thursday or Friday probably was was not great as far as the green consistencies go. But it seemed like the guys were making putts on the weekend. That's just cutting down the, the size definitely always helps with that.
1: Well, uh, we got just a few minutes left here. I know uh, this is like we're, we're heading into a, a holiday. This is weird. It's like it's, it's not a holiday weekend because it's a holiday in the middle of a week. But uh, listen, we have festivities to get to. We have things to celebrate. Um, uh, before I let you go, Smiley, we, we got to bring it back to. Are we allowed to give Strix on free promo on this podcast?
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, these irons are unbelievable. The best kept secret in golf, in my <laughs> humble opinion. I love I've these said, things.
0: Yeah. I've said for a long time, uh, I love, I mean, you know, I, I've, I've played Strix on for ever since I turned pro and I played Cleveland golf all the way growing up as a kid. So once they merged, um, I, merged with it. So I've been a Cleveland <laughs> Trick guy my, uh, my whole life. And uh, yeah, I love these irons, man. They're they're great. And I'm glad you like them too. The they get through the turf great and glad to hear that you like them.
1: Yeah. My, my dad just watched an absolute stripe show today. I think, you know, I have a special temporary membership in my future. If I keep hitting the ball like this, uh, but yes, a huge, huge fan of the zx sevens had to get that in the notes. Uh, good for golf on the pod, had a little, little bit of a struggle as we recapped in the, in the member guests last week, but I feel like this is the piece that's going to get me back on track. It's huge.
0: It's good to hear. I, uh, I played golf, uh, the last couple of days and yeah, I've, I've worked my way through about uh, three different swing thoughts each day. I kind of go, it's a rotating revolving door. Uh, but, uh, we will piece this thing together. I'm playing golf tomorrow and, um, trying to get geared up for, for my major, which is the Scottish open. Um, I will be on the ground at the Scottish open and, uh, we'll be playing golf as soon as we're off air, because why not?
1: (laughs) Where are we, where are you playing?
0: No idea. Uh, I'm going to figure it out. Now okay. I'm going to figure All it right.
1: out. <laughs> good people of Scotland, please accommodate Smiley Kaufman at your various courses. Uh, I saw the, listen, I saw the range video last week. It's looking pretty good. Yeah. It's looking never, really good.
0: Have you ever seen a guy miss a shot on Instagram? Yeah, I haven't either. And that's, you <laughs> should go watch me play some golf after it gets a little little scrappy at times.
1: <laughs> well, and, and listen, if you're here listening to this recap podcast and you haven't checked out the Steph Curry episode, uh, well worth it. Great conversation with Smiley. Uh a lot of fun stuff in there. Uh a lot of golf talk and a lot of you know talk about, you know, basketball and stuff outside of golf. So well worth the listen. Um, Smiley, what do you got? Any 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 final thoughts as we send our listeners uh into Independence Day?
0: No, oh, man, just uh yeah, I imagine there's gonna be a lot of golf going on this week where or, or the beach. You know, it's a good time to spend with friends and family. That's what we'll be doing. It's gonna be pretty low key for us. Uh some golf tomorrow, uh, hanging with the fam Tuesday, uh, probably record, uh, another podcast this week. That sounds good to you, Char. Oh, that sounds great to me,
1: especially <laughs> if uh, we get the guests we think we're gonna get that. would eh, be very We'll nice. just have to see. We'll just have to see, we'll have to we'll see well. about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. Another episode of the smiley show in the books. We appreciate y'all listening. Hope everyone has a wonderful 4th of July and we will see you back here with another interview on Thursday.
0: The Smiley Show is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast.